Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Episode 28, The Power of the Breath with Richie Bostock. Welcome to the Alternatively Healthy Podcast. I am your host, Becky Rabin, personal trainer, wellness coach, and founder of online wellness magazine, Alternatively Healthy. This is your high vibe, soul soothing weekly dose of wellness. Each week, I will be getting up close and personal, bringing you conversation and insight with some of the wellness industry's most renowned health practitioners, coaches, experts, and thought leaders from around the world. Through our podcast, we hope to give you all the information, resources, and tools that you need to help shape the healthiest and happiest version of you. Richie, otherwise known as the Breath Guy, has made it his mission to spread the life-changing possibilities of breathwork. Breathing is the only system in the body that is both out of our control and under our control, and this is not an accident of nature, he says. He believes it is the key to becoming a healthy, happy, and high-performing individual. Richie's own experiences with breathwork have completely shifted his own life and beliefs on the potential of human beings. Having now travelled round the world, learning from many of the modern-day masters of breathwork, it is now his mission to share his powerful work with the world. You can catch Richie at festivals, workshops and retreats across the world and he currently teaches breathwork classes in London, working one-to-one with people who wish to accelerate their personal growth and development extremely quickly. In this episode, we understand what breathwork is and its history. We talk to Richie about how he uncovered his breathwork journey, the science behind our nervous systems and how the breath changes, the difference in types of breathing techniques that we can do and how breathing can help all immune diseases, calm stress, remove limiting beliefs and help us access our full potential. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Hi, Richie. Hey, uh, how's things? Good. How are you? Yeah, going really well. Thanks. So yeah. excited to be chatting with you today. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here today. I've literally heard so much about you from so many people. Everyone's been like, you need to speak to the breath guy. Have you been to a breath guy workshop? So I've been buzzing to get you on my podcast for a very long time. And I'm such a believer of this is kind of where the industry is going and how we're evolving and people are starting to open up to new ways of thinking. So thank you so much for joining me today. Super excited to hear more about you. Yeah, well, it's such a pleasure for me to be able to chat with you about this kind of stuff because, you know, like you said, I think more and more people are starting to become more aware of really simple things that they can do to improve the quality of their life in such big ways. And at the end of the day, if you've got a pair of lungs and you can breathe, then that doesn't cancel many people out. So 
it's a pretty cool way to be able to take better control of your life and your state of your health and that sort of thing. So yeah, so happy to be here and to chat. Amazing. Well, I guess before we go into like the nitty gritty about what breathwork is and how it can help people and essentially what the change is happening in the industry, because it's so interesting to hear that people are really starting to like gravitate towards you and open up to these new ideas. But I guess, firstly, I always like to ask my guests just to tell me like a little bit how breathwork became your work and your passion. Tell me a little bit about your story. You're an Aussie guy, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, it's funny. I was actually born in London, but moved over to Brisbane, Australia when I was 18 months, I think. So grew up over there. I've never actually spoken to anyone from Brisbane. I was there at Christmas. Well, we did the whole of the East Coast, but I've never actually met anyone that was from Brisbane. It's always Sydney or... Melbourne. Yeah, there don't seem to be many people from Brisbane over here. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, like every Aussie I meet, and God knows there's a lot of them in London, they all seem to be from Sydney or Melbourne for some reason. Brisbane's a great place. It's a really relaxed vibe, lots of really nice people. I grew up over there, but I wasn't teaching breathwork over there, actually. <laughs> Funnily enough, I wasn't teaching breathwork my entire life. There's no university degree for breathing. I came out of Uni actually as a management consultant. So I worked in okay. you know one of the big consulting firms for over six years. And it's kind of that typical, a lot of people used to say like midlife crisis kind of moment yeah. where you question everything in your life. But I feel like in this generation, it's more of like a quarter life crisis these days. Yeah. I think more and more people at a younger age are really starting to think deeply about what they're doing in their life and what it all means, which is super, super cool to see. But yeah, you know, I left that work when I realized that it wasn't for me anymore. I started a online business. I used to really like this, and I still do, but I don't practice it as much, this martial art called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I have. I have heard of it. It's not huge over here, though. No, it's not. It's much bigger in Australia, in the States, and like obviously in Brazil. I used to do that a lot for quite a long time. And Mm. I had this idea of an app that could be really useful for people to learn jujitsu. So I learned how to code in a few months and then ended up building an app that was an online learning platform for BJJ. And that was my new business for a few years, which was very, very cool. Mm. And it was during that time... And I was running that, that my dad was diagnosed with MS, so multiple sclerosis. For those who don't know, multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease with no real defined cure, as most autoimmune diseases are. So it's more like what kind of changes can you make lifestyle-wise to be able to manage the disease better? And so my mom and I, we started researching, all right, what can dad do? And I came across this guy. And you may have heard of him. His name's Wim Hof. He's known as the Iceman. Have you heard of him before? He's this crazy Dutch dude. And he's famous because I think he holds, I'm pretty sure it's like 26 world records, all related to cold exposure activities. So things like swimming under ice for the longest period of time, sitting in an ice bath for, I think it was an hour and 53 minutes, something like that, without his core body temperature changing. He hiked up Mount Kilimanjaro just in his shorts. I think he nearly summited Everest just wearing shorts. You know, he has all these crazy, crazy, crazy records, all related to cold stuff. And I think what he worked out was that through his training and through his experience, he understood how important the breath was in managing his state and eventually developed a technique that is great for everyone's health and well-being. And it's you know, very originally called it the Wim Hof method. Mm. It's breathing, it's cold exposure. So I, I came across this guy on a podcast. He was being interviewed and you know, he said it's great for everyone, but specifically very good for people who have autoimmune diseases. So that's what caught my attention. I thought, okay, what's this about? 
found out it was breath work. I found out that it was cold exposure. I went to my dad and you know, dad's an old school Brit, right? And, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went, hey, dad, this crazy Dutch guy called the Iceman says that if you breathe a little bit and take a cold shower every day, that it's going to help your MS. And he yeah. laughed. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine what his reaction yeah. was, right? He basically yeah. told me to leave the room. But you know when you just have a good feeling about things and you just have a gut feeling that something's there. And I found out that you can learn the Wim Hof method on these retreats in Poland in the middle of winter where you go and you do all the crazy stuff that Wim does in the snow and all the breathing. And so I thought, okay, let's see what this is about. If I travel to Poland and I give it a go, learn the technique and get the experience, maybe then, you know, dad might think it's something worth trying out. Yeah. So, so I went to Poland and just had such a transformative experience, you know, and just experiencing things like swimming in the ice water and being totally fine, hiking in the snow, minus six degrees, just in your shorts, barefoot for a couple of hours, wow. you know. Um, and the final thing we did is we climbed the tallest mountain on the Czech-Polish border. I think it was minus 19 degrees plus wind and snow. It's a four <laughs> to five hour hike up and 25 of us were there and everyone was totally fine. So we did some incredible, incredible things and came back home and told dad the story, showed him the photos and long story short, you know, he breathes every day now, cold showers every day, changed his diet in a big way as well. And his MS symptoms have just stopped in their tracks. Wow. So that made me go, okay, there's something to this. And the cold exposure stuff is great. And I, you know, even myself, I still do cold showers every day, but yeah. the breath work was what really captured me. So I spent the next couple of years just traveling around the world, meeting different breathwork teachers, breathwork masters, mm. coaches of elite athletes, and just trying to understand and see, you know, what else can it do and who else is doing interesting things just using breathing. Yeah. And as it turns out, there's a whole world out there. There's a whole world. Really fascinating, fascinating people doing amazing, incredible things. You'd be really surprised how many ways there are to breathe. I'm going to ask. <laughs> you're going yeah. to share some of it. Of course, of it's course. Yeah. So that's how I came into it. And that's yeah. why... I'm here in London now and just trying to do my bit to spread the good word. Amazing. And so if we go back then, so what actually is breathwork? And like, how does sure. it differ from something like meditation or is it any different? Mm. So I define breathwork as simply using your breath to change what I call your state of being. Mm -hmm. And your state of being is a combination of your physical health, your mental health and your emotional health. There's a real spectrum because that's a very broad definition. And I keep it broad because I want it to include anything where you focus on your breath. So, you know, on one side of the spectrum, you might have just simple two to three minute techniques that you can do to go from being stressed to relaxed or from tired to energized. So that's in its most simplistic form. And then kind of in the middle, you might have things like your pranayama exercises or routines, even like the Wim Hof method kind of sits in the middle ways that athletes can breathe to better recover or fast recover or to get mm. in the zone, how to breathe to be able to fall asleep and what routines you can use for that. And then on the very other end of the spectrum, how can you use breathing as a form of therapy? Yeah. So can you use breathing to be able to work through emotional issues, emotional blockages, maybe even past traumas without mm. even needing to talk about it? Can you just breathe in a way and can it just release? And turns out, yes, there are lots of ways to do that as well. So it's a real broad spectrum. There's something for everybody, which is yeah. the cool thing. 
which is the cool thing. But also if I'm thinking of my audience, like everything in wellness, it tends mm. to be what throws people off because there's so many different ways. Is it a case of learning a specific technique for a specific thing that you're doing? Or is it an element of you can just breathe like this in your daily routine mm. and you'll notice a difference? Because when I was planning this podcast, I had like a podcast day and I was doing it a couple of weeks ago and I was in a real stress that day. I just was really anxious. I think it was some sort of weird moon and I was all over the place. I get really affected by the moons. I did one of the techniques on your Instagram and I think it was literally just like five seconds in, hold it and you do it for like 10 times. I can't remember which one I did. Uh-huh. Really simple one. And oh my God, it totally, totally changed mm. my whole being. I was like, oh, come on then, let's give this a go. I'm totally open to this. I meditate a lot. So I'm totally open to how incredible it can be to your body. But I was actually shocked at <laughs> how much it had changed me. Yeah, that's a really good point because... I think a lot of people, like I'll teach them one technique and they Mm. go, okay, so how do I do this every single moment of every single day? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. No, so you have to think of your breath as a tool that once you know how to use in the right way means that you can use it for all sorts of different things. So there are some fundamental principles about the physiology of breathing that once you understand means that you can use different techniques for different situations. Okay. Um, simple point is, you know, in my classes, I'll do often a lot of mouth breathing and then people get very confused because they're like, I thought it was bad to me to breathe through your yeah. mouth. You know, in fact, even if you look up mouth breather in something like Urban Dictionary, you're going to get a very rude definition. You know, it's very important for people to realize, absolutely, you're right. You're not supposed to breathe through your mouth all day, every day. You know, you can breathe through your nose. That's what it's there for. But then you can use mouth breathing consciously for certain periods of time on purpose to create a certain effect. So Uh it's like little things like this that you have to understand. You know, like you said, the breath has such a huge effect on the way that we feel. Even like that simple technique that you just did that day, it has such a significant effect because it is our gateway into the automatic parts of our nervous system that just run unconsciously, that dictate how we think and how we feel. This is the wedge that allows us to get into that and then actually take control of our emotion. So it's such an incredible tool that most people don't realize they have. And uh, it's a real shame. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that perhaps we've totally forgotten how important it is to breathe? Do you think that's just because of the daily stresses or... I've been thinking about this a lot because in the East, you know, we see breathing practices as part of ancient culture ingrained in the very cultures, you know, whether it's in the yoga practices with pranayama and the kundalini styles of breathing, Mm. you know, the the Sufis have their breathing styles, you know, in Buddhism, they have their breathing styles. But for some reason in the West, it kind of got lost. I'm not sure why. It's really, really weird. But at the same time, I think a lot of things got lost in the West that a lot of Eastern traditions seem to have understood the importance of for quite a long time. It's so great to see the resurgence of some of this and coming across into the Western world, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, you know, even various forms of energy work, depending on what you believe, you know, all these things are coming across now and it's just going to benefit everybody. It's almost like we kind of forgot it so much that we went full spectrum the other way, absolutely killed ourselves, caned our bodies, like mm-hmm. pushed ourselves, overdid it, overworked. And now it's almost like it's happening purely out of the fact that we just, we need it. We de- out of necessity. Yeah, yeah. It's like almost become a bit of a necessity. And that's almost why people are like so curious and really want to find so much out, but also really resistant. 
to it perhaps like they can't figure out whether they're coming or going but they're like super curious and so they're exploring it's really interesting time I think in the industry in general as you said like people are becoming way more interested in other ways because I almost feel like they've hurt their bodies so much Mm. I often use this example when explaining Mm. what is happening a lot in particularly the like I'd say the modern fitness slash wellness industry and it's because you know everyone's doing it so let's just take a standard person in a corporate job, for example, and especially in a place like London where you're working long hours and it can be quite yeah. stressful. And the, But obviously everyone wants to exercise and get their workouts in and it's really, really important to move and to sweat and to breathe. So, you know, obviously the rise of HIIT training has been evident to that. So people will go from their crazy stressed office job where, yeah. you know, they're already pumping out adrenaline and cortisol purely just out of the stressful environment that they're in. Then they go into a CrossFit box or an F45 or Barry's. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I love all these things, by the way, let's be very clear. I think they're all great, but you know, it's very intense workout, isn't it? That's the design. It's supposed to be intense. So they go from their stressful environment into another stressful environment where they absolutely push their bodies to the limit. At least they get a good endorphin rush. They breathe deeper so they get to oxygenate their body a bit more. But ultimately, they're redlining their nervous system again. They're, you know, redlining their adrenals. And then they go straight from that, maybe back to work again, where they're in a stressful environment again. So there is never a moment to recover. There's never a moment to relax and to restore. And then we wonder why it's so hard for people to sleep. It's because they've forgotten what it's like to relax. Yeah. The nervous system is so trained to be in a state of stress that how are you supposed to unwind? How are you supposed to feel safe to be able to sleep when you are stuck in such a fight or flight response yeah. all the time? I won't bore my audience because those that listen to this, they know that I'm like so on that fight as in yeah. I probably pretty much managed to bring it up in every episode that I do. <laughs> but it is, it's something that I'm so passionate about, as you said, because I was that girl that was working 100 hours a week, Mm. was training 100 hours a week, didn't Mm. ever stop, didn't breathe. There was just no chill in my Mm. life. And funnily enough, I was super unhealthy. My hormones were a mess. My skin was awful. Like, I looked so health, like literally so hashtag health on the outside. Mm -hmm. And my insides were rotting. And not even that, but like my mental health. So I actually did, like for me now, like I take a total week off training so often And that's when my body really responds. And I actually did a podcast episode in the last series with a lady called Dana James. I don't know if you are aware of her, but she's a dietitian, she's a functional medicine practitioner, and she has a book called The Rushing Women's Syndrome. And she talks all about this whole like flight or fight mode. What I'm trying to get to is like, she kind of briefly mentioned what the science is behind when you breathe and you Mm. take yourself into that it's automatic nervous system, isn't it? The autonomic. Autonomic, autonomic. Yep. there we go. So if you could just, I guess, go into the little bit of what happens to the body when we switch up our breathing our breathing, and what does that then affect and how can it help our bodies recover and bring back more calm? Number one, straight away, I'm right there with you. You know, yeah. there's so much chronic disease, chronic disorder, and just, you know, levels of anxiety and depression, yeah. all these things is as a result of, chronic stress. You know, my brother, he's a physiotherapist back in Australia and he's one of the best, you know, he works with the Australian Olympic team and all that kind of thing. And so he works with a lot of high performers and he's been preaching for at least the last seven or eight years to anyone that would listen. He's like the number one issue in our modern society is stress. And that's what's causing 
so many of the modern ailments that we see all day, every day. So how can we use our breathing to move into a state of relaxation? Well, to understand that, you have to understand a little bit about the science of stress in the system. And, you know, maybe it's something you covered before. So I'll just go over it super, super right, briefly. Go over but, it. It's always you know, new listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our bodies are designed for survival, primarily. It's designed to keep us in a state of balance and for us to be able to keep existing. So our evolution you know, hasn't necessarily changed that much from a few thousand years ago when we were pretty primitive, you know, people, cavemen and tribes. And, and so the fight or flight response is designed for us to survive. It's designed for us to be at our absolute best state to be able to either one, run away from a threat, whether it's a lion or a tiger or a bear or something like that, mm. or to fight it and to put up a good fight. To be able to prepare the body for that, a few changes happen. We shift into our sympathetic nervous system. Mm -hmm. You know, adrenaline releases, cortisol releases, blood gets diverted from our digestive systems to our muscles to be able to fuel them better. Our breathing rate increases to oxygenate faster. Our heart rate increases to be able to push all that blood around the body. And uh, a few lots of other things happen as well. So these are all great things for us to be able to run or to fight. But unfortunately... In our modern day and age, we are almost chronically stuck in this system because you know we don't have to worry about lions and tigers or bears anymore, but yeah. we do have to worry about things like our careers and money mm. and relationships and what people think about us and email alerts and WhatsApp alerts and Instagram alerts and Facebook alerts. We are constantly activated, constantly stimulated. Therefore, the body is in this constant red line and it's not allowing us to recover, to relax and to rest. We need to learn and have something that is able to shift us into what's called the parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and relaxation response, rest and recover, sometimes called rest and digest. Because if you think about it, if we were cavemen and we went out into the wilderness and caught a meal and then we get to come back and we shift into our rest and digest response and then all the blood goes straight back from our muscles to our digestive organs ready to digest the food that we just caught so all these things that happened you know this diversion yeah. of blood to certain areas these adrenals secreting adrenaline and cortisol you know our heart rate rising even our sensory acuity changing even our breathing changing all these things just happen automatically we don't think them to happen right it's just all yeah. part of this autonomic nervous system. If only we had control over one of those things, then maybe we'd have a way out of this cycle of stress. Well, just so we happens do. that actually yeah. one of those we do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> our breath and our breathing is the only function in the body that is 100% unconscious and also 100% under our control. Uh, now, yeah. this isn't an accident of nature. It's like a human design feature, you know? Mm. So we can use our breath as the lever to be able to switch between which nervous system we operate out of, whether it's out of the stress, the sympathetic system, or the rest and relaxation, the parasympathetic system. As long as you understand a few basic principles around breathing, some techniques and how it affects the body, then you can use it as the tool to be able to switch between the yeah. two. I had a medical technology company come to one of my classes and fit people with something called CVT technology, so cardiovagal tone technology. Mm -hmm. So basically it measures the stimulation of something called the vagus nerve, which is the largest nervous part of the parasympathetic nervous system. It gives a score on what's called vagal tone, which is basically a measure of how much in your rest and relaxation response you're in. The higher the score, the better. So they did the class, just 20 minutes of breathing. And what they found was that we weren't just increasing our vagal tone by a little bit, 
doing breath work. Yeah. In fact, not just doubling it. In fact, not just tripling it. Wow. We were increasing it by 600%, wow. which, you know, it was absolutely incredible. You know, the scientists were blown away. So, you know, that's why I think it's going to be just so, so important in the future for everyone to be able to learn because if being able to get a good night's sleep or being able to recover and allow the body to recover from whether it's mental stresses, physical mm. stresses, you know, if it's as simple as just learning how to breathe correctly or using your breath purposefully as a tool, then, oh my God, what's possible? You know, yeah. what's possible for everybody? Wow. I mean, it's amazing. And it mm-hmm. it is just so incredible to understand how the body works. I think a lot of people just go to the gym or they go work out or they go and do their daily stressful jobs and they don't realize the pressures that they're putting mm. on themselves, especially when they start going, oh, why if I, it's not coincidence for me anyway, I think that there's a majority of, and I'm sure it's amongst men too, but like, especially women with hormone imbalances, autoimmunes, mm. like PCOS, endometriosis, like all yeah. of those things. I've always said, I don't understand how no one can see that there's a rise in the way that we're living and the stresses that we're putting on our bodies and the rise of that. It just, it was something that was quite hard hitting for me. Absolutely. Completely, completely agree. Mm. The rise of various disorders, diseases, and dysfunctions, the common thread through the majority of these is that they're all stress-related. They're stress. Yeah. So what are some of these techniques? Because I know, as you said, there's a whole spectrum. So Mm. I don't know if it's easier to give like some scenarios of different things that people might want and how they can breathe that out, or are there like well-known specific different techniques, like fundamental? Yeah. Let me give you some ideas on various things across the spectrum. And what I'll do is I'll start from some of the therapeutic styles first, because when we get to the simple ones, we might even be able actually to do one. To do one. Yeah, 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 which is cool. So Mm -hmm. on the very end of the spectrum, you have a lot of therapeutic styles of breath work. And most of them come from the same origin, comes out of the States, developed in the late 70s, early 80s. It's a style called rebirthing, which was really, really popular back in those days and kind of lost a bit of favor over the last little while, but seems to be making a bit of a resurgence. What's really common, especially in London, you'll see a lot of people trying things like transformational breath, Mm -hmm. which is a fantastic technique. Biodynamic breathing is another really great technique. And then there's, you'll see a whole bunch of others like clarity breathing, breath of bliss, alchemy of breath. Like there's all these people who are creating all these different styles and they all share the same fundamental core. Or oh, another big one, which actually is probably the most popular, to be quite honest with you, is holotropic breathing. They all share like a fundamental base, I guess, in terms of the technique, but then they've all kind of gone their own way and added little other bits and pieces. If you're after some sort of emotional healing or you're just working through some things yourself or just trying to, you know, develop yourself better as a human being, definitely trying one of those is really, really great. I would highly, highly recommend any of those. And then kind of in the middle, you have things like the Wim Hof method, which is, it's still more of a breathing exercise. Like, you know, you'll have to lie down or sit down for about 15 minutes or so and do a routine. But Mm -hmm. doing something like that every day as a daily practice is absolutely awesome. It's a routine that really helps to oxygenate the body and also retrain your nervous system. What does that routine look like in a nutshell? Yeah, the Wim Hof method works with mouth breathing. So generally breathing in and out through the mouth, deep breaths in, relaxed exhales out Mm -hmm. between 30 to 40 times in a row. And once you've finished that, You take a deep breath in, you relax out, and then you hold your breath for as long as it's comfortable for you. 
And uh, that's a funny one for a lot of people because when people think about holding their breath, they take a deep breath in and then hold. Yeah. On this, you exhale out and then, and then hold. hold. Wow. It kind of goes against a little bit of that reflex that we have. And what you'll find is because you've oxygenated the body in a big way with those 30 to 40 breaths, you've decreased the amount of carbon dioxide in your blood in a big way as well. You'll be able to hold your breath for a really long time. So doing that technique, yeah, you repeat that process three times and that will be about 10 to 15 minutes of breathing. That's a great one. And if anyone wants to try that out themselves, I'm pretty sure like they have some guided stuff on YouTube so you can just follow along. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. For completely for free, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a great, great, great technique. Just as a daily practice. Yeah. And then there are just simple things that you can do as well. So when what you're... What about things like performance so for example mm. like you said you went and spoke to people who were looking after like athletes and I, mm. I know that a lot of people listening to this are people who probably just go to the gym quite regularly and I did a episode with Richie Norton the strength oh, nice. temple, and he was talking about the power of breath in like your mind to body connection and being able to execute and exercise yeah. so how can someone incorporate it into bettering their performance how does it work with extreme but also is it something that we can breathe during an exercise and get better at it? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of see working from an athletic performance standpoint around mm-hmm. the breath in three parts. There's getting in the zone, there's being in the zone, and there's getting out of the zone. Yeah. Can you breathe in certain ways before an athletic competition or a sport um, yeah. to help you to put you into the right mindset? Yeah. And that's interesting because that kind of varies for people because – 
people have different neurological reactions to nervousness or stress generally. Some people will go really down. You know, they'll yeah. feel like they have no energy and that they need to be able to bring themselves back up. Whereas a lot of people will get incredibly nervous and be like very, yeah. very you know, wound up and they need a way to come down. So it kind of depends on the person with that one. But yeah. generally a common thing for everyone is during exercise. Yeah. What is the best way to be able to breathe, particularly if you are needing to recover in between, let's say, spurts of exertion. So mm. whether it's you're doing hit training or intervals, whether you're a footballer and you have a sprint and then you're off the ball for a little bit and you get to breathe and relax and recover, yeah. or whether you're a martial artist, whether it's kickboxing or MMA, and you know, you're know breathing in a certain way to be able to recover between rounds. Mm. I have a martial arts background. I used to do a lot of jujitsu. And so my big passion is actually working with martial artists. I love working with guys in uh, kickboxers or MMA fighters and helping them breathe better. So a couple of things you need to think about is one, rebalancing the gases in your blood is one of the primary factors. So Mm -hmm. how do you decrease carbon dioxide, which is built up over your exertion and increase levels of oxygen? That's the first thing you want to think about. And then the second thing you want to think about is relaxing and coming back down out of your high stress system into something a little bit more sustainable. So reducing your heart rate, reducing your breathing and just feeling in a place of centeredness before you start your next round or whatever it is. There's a couple of ways to do it, but I'll give you one way as just as an example. And this is more just some principles for people to play with and work out what works for themselves. To be able to rebalance your gases in your blood quickly, you know, you'll have a excess of carbon dioxide and a lack of oxygen most likely. So you want to increase your oxygen, decrease your carbon dioxide. Very, very simple way to do that is just very deep breathing. So in and out through the mouth, deep breaths in, deep breaths out. When you're, you know, off the ball or in between rounds, take maybe five to seven breaths initially of deep breaths in, deep breaths out all through the mouth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Phase two is still focusing on balancing the gases, but then starting to bring in more focus on reducing your heart rate and coming into more of a relaxed response. And that looks like breathing in through the nose with a deep breath and then breathing out through the mouth. Do that five to seven times. And the final phase is purely about trying to decrease your heart rate, trying to relax, come back into a place of centeredness. And that's just breathing in and out smoothly through the nose five to seven times. So with that protocol, you can play around with the numbers depending on what you feel like you need. So I keep saying five to seven times, but by all means, mix them around. So, you know, if you absolutely caned yourself in an interval or what have you, and you feel like you'll really need to rebalance everything, then, you know, rebalance your gases, then by all means, you know, take like 10 really deep breaths in and out through the mouth and then go through the three stages. Yeah. Play around with it. But that's a really good protocol for all athletes is those three stages of breathing. And what about like endurance? I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying that they've like unlocked away with their breathing to be able to like run. So I'm not a runner at Mm. all. I'm a short burst kind of girl. And I really want to get into running just because it gets me outside. It's a really nice time to listen to a podcast. I can't get past and I've got asthma, but not that bad. And I think most of it's in the head. Mm. Um, but is there any specific breathing that someone can do whilst running that would allow them to like go further or longer? Yeah, absolutely. Breathing while running, it's more about developing a rhythm and a cadence yeah. and understanding your breath requirements based on your exertion. Ultimately, you know, the purpose of the breath is to continue to balance the gases in your blood. 
So you need to start to practice and understand yourself. Okay, if I'm running at this pace, I need to breathe at this rate and being very conscious of that. My experience is with runners in particular is that as soon as you start to pay attention more to your breathing, yeah. even before you start to change anything consciously or learn techniques or protocols, your performance already starts to get better. Just yeah. because you're bringing more conscious awareness to that thing, yeah. that really helps. So I would suggest starting to do some experimenting with yourself when you're running. How many steps do you need to take between breaths? You know, Do you breathe in with one step and breathe out with one step? Or do you breathe in with two steps and then breathe out with two steps? Or just finding what suits you and what feels good and then just settling into that cadence. And then yeah. maybe having a gearing system. So if you know, let's say, towards the back end of a marathon and you want to sprint, okay, I need to shift my breathing up a gear and that will shift up my performance as well. So then I start breathing faster or deeper. It's a lot of experimenting. But one thing I will say, and this is becoming more and more of a popular thing, is nasal breathing when doing yeah. any kind of exercise. Yeah. A lot of people have been preaching it for a long time and now there's a lot more science that's really supporting yeah. it. And some of the really elite guys in the States Doing uh, are doing it now yeah. so i mean i think a lot of people just don't even breathe generally when they're working <laughs> i know yeah, i don't exactly. sometimes I just hold my breath it's just super interesting and so then i guess going back into some more daily kind of techniques just there seems to be i always get asked i don't know whether it's just my specific audience but a lot of people listening who do suffer with really bad anxiety low self-esteem low confidence a lot of them all kind of like have a dream and a goal that want to do something, but perhaps don't believe in themselves enough. Is there anything that breathing can do with that on a more day-to-day -day basis for people who are listening going, right, I want to breathe now. What do I do? <laughs> all of it. Absolutely yeah. all of it. The way that we breathe reflects the way that we feel mm -hmm. so much so that every single emotion has a corresponding breathing pattern. So not only does the way that we feel reflect the way that we breathe, but if we start to change the way that we breathe, then it's actually going to change the way that we feel. It's yeah. a two-way street. I'll give you a few things. The first thing that I want everyone to really focus on is probably the most fundamental part of breath work that everyone should be thinking about, should be taught in schools and everywhere, is how do you breathe normally? Before you start to change anything at all, what is your breathing technique? What is your breathing pattern? And for anyone who is highly strung, highly stressed, anxious or depressed or even you'll have a very specific breathing pattern and it will most likely be shallow breathing, perhaps barely breathing at all, perhaps even holding your breath quite a lot, up into the chest using a lot of secondary breathing muscles that aren't designed to be used all the time. They're designed to kick in when we need to, like for when we're exercising, but generally they're not supposed to be used all the time. And yeah, generally in a bit of a faster rate. Now, What's really interesting is if you took a completely relaxed person and applied this anxious breathing style onto them, after a couple of minutes, they're going to start to signal the same hormones. They're going to start to signal the same parts of the nervous system and actually start to become stressed, which is so, so interesting. Yeah. So what happens with a lot of people is that they get stuck in these breathing patterns. They go through a period of their life where you know stuff happens, life happens, and they're mm -hmm. stressed out all the time. And then even if that external environment disappears and they have no reason to be stressed anymore, the body is such a good habit-forming machine that it's just remembered how to breathe that way mm -hmm. and it's going to stay breathing that way and it's going to continue to maintain this base level of anxiety and stress. So to be able to reduce that, to relax that, we want to learn to breathe better. And breathing better starts simply with three main things. 
One is breathing through the nose. Super mm-hmm. simple. Breathing through the nose, it humidifies the air, heats up the air, filters the air, creates a beautiful environment for our lungs. The second thing is to breathe low. So we want to activate our diaphragm, use our diaphragm in the correct way so that when we take a breath in, we can see movement in our lower abdomen. You know, it yeah. starts just beneath our ribs and then we'll move down towards our pubic bone and the breath will still come up into the chest, but it starts lower down. So breathing low and then just breathing slower as well. An ideal breathing rate is somewhere between nine to 14 breaths generally for most people. Some people take less than that. Real people who have trained a lot will breathe much, much slower. That will average out to somewhere between six to nine second breaths. And if you think of a breath as a triangle, three parts, where you inhale, you Mm -hmm. exhale, and then there's a pause between taking the next breath then it means that each side is somewhere between two to three seconds. So it might be a two to three second breath in, two to three second breath out, two to three second breath pause in between. So that's generally the accepted best practice for breathing at rest. And if you find that that's not what you're doing, then just like learning any other skill, you just need to dedicate a little bit of time and conscious effort into practicing breathing that way. So you can start to develop the muscle memory, retrain yourself out of these habits that perhaps you've been doing for for years or maybe even a lifetime. And just have patience that eventually, if you continue to practice, it will happen for you. It will happen, Mm. yeah. So that's just how you should breathe normally. In general. Um, In general, yeah. So when you're nervous, when you're feeling anxious, how can you breathe to be able to relax? And there are a couple of different principles around this, but I'll give you one. And this is more specific to when you're feeling anxious or nervous because nervousness is a little bit different to just pure stress. Yeah. When you're stressed and you want to breathe to relax, then there's a certain protocol for that. But when you're nervous or anxious about something, it's often coupled with stress and a feeling of being very out of control. So what you want to do is you want to breathe in a way that does relax you, but then also instills a level of feeling in control. And this technique, it's a Buddhist technique originally, but became popular because Navy SEALs started to use them before going into battle. And, you know, if the SEALs are using them, then it's probably something worth paying attention to. It's called box breathing. It's pretty well known, but it's very simple. So I want you to think of the breath in four parts, four equal sides, like a square. And it starts with an inhale, a pause when your lungs are full, an exhale, and then a pause when your lungs are empty. And the sides will generally be somewhere between four to six, seven, maybe even eight seconds long, depending on what feels comfortable for you. That's where you get to experiment and see what feels good. But I wouldn't go less than three to four seconds Mm -hmm. unless you absolutely need to, because the idea is that the controlled rate of the breath is helping to put yourself into this parasympathetic mode, this rest and relaxation mode. And the very controlled nature of every single part of the breath helps just to instill that feeling of being in control and that you've got it. So that style of breathing, inhale for, let's say, four to six seconds, pause for four to six seconds, exhale for four to six seconds, and then pause again at the bottom for four to six seconds and just keep going like that. For anywhere between, you know, three to five minutes should definitely see a big shift in how your nervous system is firing. So... That's a great one. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm already like zenning out. Can we do one now for people that are listening and maybe have time? Yeah, to, absolutely. I don't know, anything, just two minutes or something that works. Let's do an energizing breath. Okay, let's that do that. That could be a fun one. That could yeah. be a fun one. So this let's is a Sufi that. technique. It's very, very sophisticated. 
and I have given it a very sophisticated name. It's simply sniff, 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 sigh. Um, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and it's all it is. We're really doing one. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are going to inhale through our nose three times, progressively inflating our lungs. So the important thing with this is that you're not breathing in and out in between the sniff. Yeah. So you're not going like that. You okay. are progressively inhaling in. and inflating. Yes. Yeah, so you just go in, in, in. And then the exhale is just a sigh out. So I'll demonstrate it for you. It goes like this. So if we're doing it yeah. and it's at a good pace as well, because we're trying to create energy and generally, you know, if you're breathing faster, you're stimulating your nervous system in a big way. So it looks like this. All right. So Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we will even just do this for just a couple of minutes and everyone okay. can follow along. So I'll set the pace. Is this one of those things where a couple of minutes feels like a lifetime? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'll set the pace and then I will tell you to keep going by yourself and everyone can follow along and I'll just okay. continue to speak while everyone's doing it. Okay. So please do I, all follow along and yeah, don't just listen to me. That's it. Breathing will, in and sighing. <laughs> and I'll say as well, guys, that if this is your first time doing any sort of breathing technique, maybe don't do it when you're in the car or when you're <laughs> in underwater or like in a bath or something like that. Just do it in a safe place, whether it's from your office chair or on a couch or sitting down, just because, you know, you just want to make sure you're in a safe environment. So let's begin. So I invite you now to exhale out and then we'll do it together. So with me, let's start. So sniff, sniff, <laughs> sniff, sigh. Sniff. Sniff, sniff, oh, sigh. God, sniff, sniff, <laughs> sniff, sigh. Sniff, 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 sigh. Good. In, 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 out. In, 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 out. In, 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 out. In, 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 out. So now keep on going. So you're breathing in through your nose, progressively filling up your lungs. So you're not exhaling between the inhales. You're inhaling, inhaling, inhaling filling up your lungs all the way by the final breath, and then you're just sighing it out and relaxing. And on that exhale, you do just want to try and relax. Just let go. Don't force it. A sigh is relaxing. A sigh is relieving. So just similar as when you sigh after, you know, something happens and you just get to relax and go, oh, thank God that's done. Think of it like that. It's the same thing, and you're, and you're signaling your neurology in the same way. And by now, you might already be starting to feel quite lightheaded. You might be starting to feel a little bit dizzy. Just know that these feelings are completely normal, completely safe, because we're oxygenating the blood in a big way, changing the gas composition in our blood and firing up our nervous system. So even if you start to feel like some tingling in your face and your hands and your feet, just know that that is also completely safe. And then, in fact, if you're feeling those things, it probably means you're doing it right. And we've probably done it for nearly a couple of minutes now, so we'll just do a few more rounds. Keep on going. Keep on going. Good job, Bex. You're doing very well. <laughs> okay, last one now. Now, listening to me, take a deep breath in. Fill it up all the way. So just a deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. Fill up your lungs all the way. Hold your breath. Your lungs are full. And now close your mouth if it's not already closed. And as you're holding, I want you to relax your stomach, relax your back, relax your chest, relax every muscle in your body except for your lips or maybe even your throat so that it feels like you're holding your breath 
the seal for where you're holding your breath is in your throat or in your mouth. Just hold, hold, keep on holding. And soon we will sigh that out in three, in two, in one, and relax that. So that was about two wow. minutes. How do you feel? Really lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> really like just, yeah, different gear. Different gear, right? I'm ready to go and run. Slash mm, mm-hmm. a little bit drunk. It's <laughs> nice. And you yeah. know that, that lightheadedness disappears over the next maybe 30 wow. seconds, a minute or so, but that energy maintains. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So just a little quick one oh, for God. you guys there. Thank you so much. I'm going to definitely do that. It's weird how quickly you get that like rush, mm. like, you, like within three or four breaths. I was just like in a massive rush feeling like I was getting high. <laughs> it's crazy. I've had some people come to my classes and afterwards they sit up with just a wide eyed expression. And yeah. Go, oh my God. I feel like this is better than mushrooms. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, literally it feels like crazy. I guess that yeah. was like literally one of my last questions now is like, yeah. what sort of experiences have you seen people have with breathing? Like from your own perspective, what are some of the most incredible things that you've seen, I guess, mm. in your experience? You know, I might say some things now that a lot of people are just going to go, okay, this guy's off his rocker. Um, But you know what? When you start to go really deep with breath work and, you know, I'm talking deep breathing sessions that last an hour, 90 minutes, two hours, you know, I've done a three and a half hour session myself before. And you start to have some really crazy and incredible experiences that really start to make you really think about what life is all about. But you can see people, if you're doing like therapeutic styles of breathing, that are able to completely shift the way they see the world in a single session, are able to release previous emotional patterns or emotional blockages, whether it's trauma or anything in between, in a single session, and their life has pivoted in that one moment. I've had people who have, in one of those deep sessions, you know, rekindled relationships or felt connections with people who have passed, you know, and have been able to heal relationships with people when they didn't get a chance to while they were still alive or here on this earth. You can have some really incredible, not just emotional experiences, but also, you know, mystical and spiritual experiences doing this stuff. And it might be one of those things that you just have to try to believe. But probably one of the most common things that I see with people is when they come to my classes consistently or do the work consistently or any kind of breath work, really, is they start to recondition their body's relationship to stress. And that's the most important thing for all of us to be able to master, to be able to choose when we feel stressed and when we want to relax. If you think about it, a lot of communities or activities where you really need to focus on your breathing. So think about things like surfers, yogis scuba divers, free divers in particular, all these people who have really intimate relationships with their breath, they're generally considered to be kind of like the Zen people, right? Mm -hmm. Like kind of, whoa, dude, kind of people. And I have no hesitation at all in saying it's because they really have connected with their breath in a big way and they know how to use it, whether consciously or unconsciously, which is the interesting thing. So reconditioning their relationship to stress, I did have a lady come to one of my classes once And she has this condition that doctors can't work out what's going on. It's not insomnia. She basically hasn't slept more than an hour and a half a night since she was 16 and she was in her mid-30s. Jesus. God, she must be a mess. She was able to work out a way to function, which is nice. Um, But, yeah, she was by no means having a great quality of life. And so 
we did a half an hour class together and you know, she loved it. And I know from experience that generally people after they do my class will sleep very, very well that night. Even if you do it in the morning or on the afternoon, it will have an effect in that evening when the head hits the pillow. So I just asked her, I said, okay, Hey, can you just message me tomorrow morning and let me know if you slept any better? Because I know this stuff works well for people. And yeah. uh, she said she would. I think that was on a Tuesday. So Wednesday morning rolls by, Wednesday afternoon rolls by, and I hadn't heard anything. And I'm like, oh, man, like it didn't work. <laughs> and she's just not wanting to tell me. And I was like, ah, okay, well, I guess that stuff happens. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get to see her again and see. Thursday I'm teaching another class in the same place, and she comes back. She's in the room. And I was like, hey, how did it go? You didn't message me. What happened? And I just uh, woke she up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, just, she gives me like this sheepish look. And I'm like, did you sleep? Did you sleep? And she just gives me this little nod and tells me that for the first time and since she was, I think, yeah, like 16, that she had four hours sleep. And now she's breathing with me quite consistently and she's back up to normal sleeping patterns. Wow. And that I was going to ask you about weeks. sleep. My mum literally mm. messaged me the other day. She doesn't sleep. And yeah. she's like come off her sleeping pills because she wants to do it naturally. And she's like, mm. I can't sleep. So I might have to separately have a little conversation with you about how Please. I get my mum to sleep. Um, yeah. I'd love to book in a session with you. But I guess... That last question, I mean, I could talk and talk hours on this. I know that you have just recently gone onto the wonderful Fit app so people can breathe with you there. It's gone free now, hasn't it, as well? Fit. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So, they, you know, they have like the freemium tier now so you can access a huge, huge chunk of all the classes, including yeah. mine, completely for free, which is great. Wow. Um, where else can people breathe with you? So I'm teaching classes across primarily central London. So at the moment in Hammersmith and Victoria and in Shoreditch, but I'm always doing various events, workshops all over the place. Actually, I'm going to be in Paris next year. Gosh, I can't remember the dates. That's terrible planning on my part, but it's with Lululemon. Um, oh, wow. A series cool. of four workshops around Paris. So for anyone in that area, Amazing. I would love to see you. So classes, uh, events, workshops. Oh, I'm hosting a retreat actually. Yes. Yeah, retreat in Mexico, February next year from the 2nd to the 8th. We have found this incredible, incredible location. It's a eco-luxury resort and spa in the middle oh of these, this sacred valley. Can I so come? It's, yeah. Oh, can we're going to have to sort something out. You have to yeah. Come. yeah Wait, where is it be... Mexico? So I always forget the name of specifically where the mountains are because it starts with a T and it's very Mexican. And I can always forget it, but it's an hour and a half outside of Mexico City. You know, it's surrounded by ancient ruins and pyramids and stuff. So we're going to do a breathing session on top of a pyramid and see what happens when we do that. And it's, yeah, it's just going to be a great time. So if people are interested in seeing that, you can head over to the website. It's www.omandrretreats.com. And so that's O-M and rahretreats.com. And for everybody listening, Richie, thank you so much. That has been eye-opening and I'm running to one of your next workshops slash booking in a one-to-one for sure. You can find Richie at The Breath Guy on Instagram and your personal website is exhalebreathwork.com, isn't it? With an X. That's right. Yep, with an X, no E. Yeah. I'm sure he would be happy for you guys to slide into his DMs and ask him your questions. I'm sure we're going to get some anxiety, stress, sleep questions, Mm -hmm. but feel free to reach out. And I hope you guys have actually done that with me because I honestly feel really energized now. I'm ready to go and like run somewhere. (laughs) That's just so strange. Thank you so much. And guys, I hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you, Bex. Wow. Well, 
what an episode that was i hope you guys did actually listen to the breath work that we did and joined in it really does go to show just how incredible our bodies are in healing us in their own ways when we just take the time to tune in so i really really hope you enjoyed we are coming to the end of season two now please keep sharing the love please keep sharing your stories i love seeing them i absolutely love it when you guys reach out and you message saying how much you love it or how much you resonated with a particular story and in next season we might even be getting you guys involved so stay tuned keep listening keep sharing so that we can come back in 2019 lots of love ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.